Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the May issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Protecting Farms and Ranches from Wildfires. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by one of the co-authors, Randy Sainer, who's a Nebraska Extension Educator. Thanks for joining me today, Randy. You're welcome. Let's hope we get some rain one of these days. Yeah, Randy, as we record this, we're sitting here at the end of April, uh, early May, and there have been a number of wildfires around Nebraska that have been quite destructive. In this article, you just highlight some things to remind people to think about as if we look at continued drought conditions this spring and summer, we may continue to see wildfires present. Doing some planning ahead of time, doing a little strategic placement of equipment, of water resources can help preserve or save that homestead if we have a wildfire. Walk through with us some things that we need to think through, be reminded of as we think about current conditions and and some things that can help to improve the possibility that we can handle a fire situation appropriately. One thing we want to make sure is that on the farm or ranch that we have adequate water supply. So people need to be turning on their windmills, making sure their tanks are full because the local fire departments, they use tanks to pull water with, and, and the closer they can get to, the faster they can fight that fire. So make sure your tanks are full, the cisterns are full, and then that you have good water supply. That's going to help for sure. Um, windmills and pipelines, you know, turn on those solar wells early so the fire department can have a place to get water if you do have a fire. The other thing is be careful about driving an ATV, vehicles, tractors, bell feeders and dead high grass because that is very flammable if you get any kind of spark from there and some of their our new pickups with those catalytic converters put out a lot of heat and they can actually start a fire so um, you want to want to stay out of that tall grass if, if at all possible keep your ears up, irrigation sources free of combustible materials as much as possible i know some of them have fuel tanks but but if you you don't have to have one of those. You got an electric one that may be e- easier. Um, when you have a fire coming, you don't have to worry about that. You may, may warrant running an irrigation well to wet things down, especially if a fire is headed your way. If you can get started and get enough on it soon enough, that water is going to help you. The other, th- other thing, too, is you know water and making sure you water it around your house and stuff if it's coming at you. Uh, keep that, that area clear of weeds and grass or other debris, basically, you know, dead trees or any kind of brush, get that pruned up, make sure that um, you don't have a lot of fuel around the buildings and your houses. You know, a lot of us have tree belts. Um, be really careful because those trees get on fire. It can spread to your, to your facilities. You want to park your tractors and implements away from, the, from like trees, uh, any kind of gas or fuel tanks haystacks, hay bales, and and storage containers. Keep them away from there. If a tractor's hooked up to this so you can can use the equipment to make a fire break, that would be a good thing. So sometimes just having a tractor ready in some cases is going to help you put a fire break around your equipment, your buildings. Kind of conduct a random inspection and, you know, kind of know where you're going to go. Invite the fire departments drills and, and, and things around your place um, that may not always be possible. And then keep, keep above ground fuel storage at least 40 feet from buildings because um, you don't want that spreading to a building. Randy, one of the things you mentioned in the article, 
having some water stored at your home. Uh, you know, if you're dependent on a submersible well, if you have some opportunity to have some water storage there, that can really be an important resource. And just thinking about uh, some of the recent fires, they also included a loss of power in many cases. And so if you have water on hand that's readily available, that's going to be pretty important because if you're dependent on a submersible well that's based off of, of course, the electrical grid and you lose power, uh, you've lost your access to water. Yeah, and a lot of these fires, we do lose electric. So if we can have storage facilities, you know, sometimes, you know, just getting those windmills on and getting those tanks full work really well because they'll pull right out of them, pump right out of them for fires. And uh, we've actually, we went out um, this weekend at my place, my brother's places, and we turned on some wells and stuff because of that. Um, they had a fire there just north of our place. The Purdom fire was close to where I live. And so we, we've already taken some precautions due to that fact. One of the other things you mentioned in the article, and this is kind of a sobering thing to do, but kind of think about priorities in terms of facilities, equipment, feed resources. If you have to sacrifice or let something go, what do you want to let go? And uh, as you think about that, if you're working with the fire department, they're trying to defend uh, your location there may be some hard decisions to make and having thought through ahead of time, if we're going to lose something, what are we willing to lose? Can I think help, help make that decision when the time comes? Yeah. Cause they're going to probably ask you what, what do you want to say first, second, and third. And so you, you better have that in line. And I know, I know a family that actually um, in this last fire that they put a bunch of stuff in their car and they parked it in a wheat field thinking that would be a good place for it. It missed their house and it got their car and burned up all the stuff they had in their car. So, you know, where you place things is re really going to be important. Um, and if you can get, you know, livestock, if they're in a barn, just turning them out, getting them away, they're going to run away from the fire in most cases. Um, if you can move them beforehand, that's a good idea and, you know, have a place that you can put them in um, away from the fire. That doesn't always work, but if you can, that's going to really help. Another thing that comes to mind for me, just with the age we're in, is uh, computers, computer records, backups, having those in some kind of fire defensible either location or something that you can quickly pick up and take with you if you need to leave. You know, those documents that are on your computer can be pretty valuable and uh, may not be able to get all the physical documents out. But if you can leave with the electronic ones, that sure can help you as well. Yeah, it, 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 cer it certainly can. And, um, you know, a fire box, you know, some people have fire safes. Uh, we have a, just a fire box. That I put a lot of our stuff in that I can just carry out, but it also, it'll, it's supposed to be up to a certain degree, but I wouldn't take the chance of leaving it there. I, I would carry it with me. And that, you know, a lot of people have safety deposit boxes because of that. So, you know, you're away from the house with those and you can put documents there at the bank. And, you know, most likely maybe it wouldn't get there. So some people will do that. That's not a bad idea either. The other thing in the article, Randy, you highlight is just some of the resources available that if you are impacted by a fire, things that can be helpful to you. You have the Nebraska Rural Response Hotline, uh, some other resources. Just talk a little more about the importance of that and, and those resources that are available. 
Well, the thing is that, you know, a lot of our firefighters are really tired right now and, and they've spent hours and hours at night working and, and it wears on you. And so sometimes just your mental health, just being able to talk about it with someone. And that's where the rural response hotline helps, the suicide prevention. Um, and then also, you know, the, the rural response, if you've got uh, needs as far as cattle or feed. Um, the other thing would be USDA. They had some programs for producers in the case, uh, case of um, catastrophic fires and those kind of things. So USDA is another place you could go to the Farm Service Agency. Anything else, Randy, you think would be important or valuable in terms of resources on this topic? Just make sure that, you know, during a fire, that your first priority is to get you out safely. Second, worry about everything else. But we, we, we don't want to lose human lives because, so, you know, you need to make sure that you, um, it, sometimes you don't have time to grab everything. But, you know, like we said, the few things to grab, but make sure you're safe because that's the most important thing. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Randy. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you can visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article we're discussing today, Protecting Farms and Ranches from Wildfires.